Hello and Merry Christmas, Coastline Covenant podcast listeners. We have a special gift for you today. Throughout the Advent season, as you know, we have been going over our favorite Christmas hymns, and today we decided to end everything on Christmas Day with not a hymn, but a classic. That's right. Today, JP, Michael, and I discuss All I Want for Christmas is You. This is like a normal episode of our Christmas hymn series, except it's not about a Christmas hymn. It's about the most definitive Christmas song of our lifetime. So thank you for listening to all of the previous episodes. This is a fun bonus episode with no spiritual content whatsoever. We hope that you enjoy it and we will see you on Thursday for a brand new episode of the Coastline Covenant Podcast. And Merry Christmas to you and yours. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas, everybody from the Coastline Covenant Podcast. So excited bringing you a special bonus episode here on Christmas Day. We have talked about Christmas hymns for the past three years. All the songs that you hear in church, we've dissected them, we've discussed them, we've debated them. But there's been one song, it's not Mary Did You Know, there's been one song that we mention almost every single episode as like the Christmas song. And that is All I Want for Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey. And so I'm here with Michael. I'm here with returning champion JP to discuss, to discuss This song, as a bonus episode, there is no spiritual content in this episode. If you were hoping for some deep theological ideas about Mariah Carey, you've come to the wrong place. (laughs) We are here to just discuss this song. Michael, do you like the song, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey? It's hard not to love it, man. It's hard not to love it. Why would you think that someone wouldn't like it? Well, you may not like Mariah Carey. Uh, What's not to like about Mariah Carey? No, that's that's a hot take. Right I mean, <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen how she is like when things go wrong on stage? Like she goes no. wild. No, I've she's, never seen that. She's before. pretty. Cr- you haven't? You no. really haven't? No. Okay. Well, I actually have no idea what you you're can, talking about. There have been a couple times where like she can't hear herself on stage, or like you know she, she's like off off the the tracks or whatever, and she just goes wild. Uh, like, are you sure you're not talking about you? Um. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! <laughs> got him. Finally, finally, someone got Michael Barker where he belongs. I I've seen my Mariah Carey interact and like she doesn't like Nicki Minaj, and I've seen like interviews of like her being like I don't know who that is, which is pretty funny. But I've never seen her on stage like act a diva. But I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. She's Mariah Carey. I mean, she's like probably one of the biggest divas there are. I mean, diva in the sense of the word, like yeah. divas, like Tina Turner, Whitney Houston, yeah. Mariah Carey. Yeah. She's got such a voice, but this is like the song she's known for. Yeah, oh yeah. All I want for Christmas is you. JP, what's your history with this song slash do you like it? I love this song. Um, I, my history with this song. Um, I, when I was like looking into this song, I feel like it's, creeped its way into my Christmases it wasn't like it wasn't like I was born and I woke up the next day and this was like (laughs) the Christmas song and I had that kind of and and I don't know and and maybe that's what it was where maybe that was just me being insulated from pop culture yeah but I feel like it's it's something that over time has cemented itself even like through like like the formative part of my life like as the Christmas song and it was actually confirmed because I took a picture of this. Let me pull this up. Um, it is, or did I take a picture? Yes. Um, the chart debut re-entry. Yeah. Did you see this too? How like when it first came out, it didn't, it was like it, it charted, but it hit number one in 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. And this year it was number one. And then rocking around the Christmas tree. 
by Brenda Lee came back into is the that canon, what it was? number one. But yeah. this week, as of recording, it all I want for Christmas is number one again. Yeah, but th- but that's to say, like back in two thousand, it was eighty three. Yeah, yeah. Something something about this current cultural moment has really made this song popular. Yeah, I think that's interesting. What do you guys think that is? I think it's uh, as people we always, or at least like as far as trends go. And I feel like this is also just a 2023. Everything is trending at the same time. Mm. And therefore everything is trending. So nothing is trending. There's a huge <laughs> thing about um, just nostalgia yep. and the, you know, people hopping in on the nostalgia train. And this is just, I feel like one of the best examples of that. Like even the, the track itself, it's not like a modern pop track because right. like didn't ariana grande have a song with Mariah, christmas song with mariah carey last i think year she did years? i think it was her jennifer hudson and mariah and carey the, and it's a fantastic song probably i can't remember it <laughs> but 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 that's to say this song i remember so strongly yes i i completely agree with Same. you that it doesn't sound like modern pop music and i think there's like a reason for that right like isn't just christmas music made differently than other pop songs i think it's because of this this you think this set the standard? Yeah, interesting. I, I also I think like through music, there's moments that like made think like Daft Punk get lucky made guitar cool again. Nice. Like I think that's that's just cool. Like a- <laughs> that's a cool. Th- I like that take a lot. But I think this was that like the like why do we think like rock and roll piano is Christmassy? Do you know what I mean? Oh, why is like bass parts like Christmassy? Like what like there's a I don't know, like every once in a while, like I'll hear a, a Christmas project that somebody's like working on and or like pitch wise and in everything is a song that sounds like this. Like this is the reference for like if you're putting a Christmas EP album together, like it has to have that kind of rockabilly rock thing going on. And I think it's because of this. Yeah, there's like a Christmas chord that it has in there. Like in Which the one? intro, I don't want to love there's just one thing I need. Uh, that, that, that one, it's like, yeah, I guess uh, it's the four. The one, left for Christmas, there is just one thing I need. And then it's flat six. Yeah, that, that one. And then it goes to five. That's, but I think like when you listen to Christmas songs of the past, they all have that like component a little bit like we had just talked about with What Child Is This? Like there's a little bit of, uh, on the, the part of the songwriter, a little bit of courage. To oh, put yeah, something yeah. like a little bit weird, but yeah. Christmas music throughout the history of like Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra and like Dean Martin, things like that. Those songs all were weird and, and they I, all had weird parts about them. Well, I also think that this goes back to like singability and also like who has access to music technology these days. Cause if you go back to like Interesting. Frank Sinatra, like rap hack, like all that stuff, the people making those arrangements to write a big band chart, and to have it prepared good enough that when you go into a studio with everybody's getting paid and it's really expensive, you know, and to like have it work the first couple of times because your chart is, you know, well organized and it sounds good. Like that's a very, very top, top skilled thing to do. Whereas now today, it's kind of like 2010 with Instagram. Everybody with a computer can yeah. be a musician, which is great, but also kind of what creatively comes out is sometimes very different from like the crazy harmonies that you would get with the D Martin era of music. And I think this is part of, this was 1995, something like that. Yeah. And yeah, this is, this is 94, 94. This is before lap. Everybody had laptops and to cut a record, you probably still had to go to a studio and like, you couldn't just go to a guitar center and get a mic and like call it a day. 
And I think maybe because of that and because like the song itself, like the instrumentation itself ties back to like songs of old, like that older style of rock, that older style of, I don't know, it's the way songs used to sound. I feel like that also kind of like informs its mm-hmm. like chordal like thing because yeah. it lives in that era. I think it's like probably, and I was just reading an article about it. Somebody said that this is the only Christmas song in the past 50 years that deserves to be in the Christmas canon because of that, because yeah. it not, it doesn't like emulate what it used to be. It tips its hat to it in a really modern way, yeah. which I think is really, really cool. Yeah. Michael, you have kids. Yeah. Is this, is the, the, do your children underst- get this song? Is this a song that like comes in a Christmas playlist that you'd play for your kids? Or is this like, you think when they're a little bit older, they'll like it? Um, it's not one that I like shelter my kids from, but that's it's also not, not that's one. That's not what I was asking. It's also not one that I like <laughs> actively put on either. Interesting. It's, it's, I don't know. Like it just doesn't, doesn't get tons and tons of uh, playtime in my home. But it, I mean, if we're listening to it on the radio, it'll pop on. Yeah. And there, there say, it, is. Do, it doesn't need to be played in your home because it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's, it's literally <laughs> it's ubiquitous with this season. I mean, I can't believe how big it is. It frustrates me. I mean, I mentioned this like on November 1st when she posts on Instagram and she's like, it's my time. My, oh gosh, this song again. And I guess by probably Christmas, I'm over it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I just think like, okay, so to answer that question you just asked, like I don't, I try to actually keep like romantic things, romantic images other than me and Caitlin <laughs> out of our kids zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, just cause I, they're just young and I don't really want them thinking about that yet. Like of course. it'll come when it comes. So this song is, it's a romance song. Uh, it's, it's a song about, it's a very like beautiful song about someone just wanting someone for Christmas, which I think is, it actually speaks to some of why this song is so popular is that it brings Christmas back to relationality. Ah. It brings it back to, hey, it's not about all these other things. It's about you. It's about this relationship. It's about you and me being together, um, which honestly was the initial intent of Christmas to go go a little heady here. You know, like the, the initial intent was that the God of the universe was going to be in relationship with us and be near. So it's, I think it just way strikes. To do, way to do that. Way to Jesus juke us. <laughs> I know there's not supposed to be any spiritual yeah, content this in this episode. Go to another podcast, Michael. Come I, on. I just think it's just, it's bread within us. We are made, literally we are made to be in relationship. And so we just get so easily swayed during this season to be so about the material mm-hmm. and, and to not be about people anymore. And this song, surprisingly, is all about relationship. And you think that's why it's so popular. It, it, it hits on something that most people maybe are aware of day in and day out, especially at Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so for sure. I think, well, I think that's why it's, I mean, I don't know if it's ubiquitously loved, but it is, I mean, it's the most popular song of all time. Like, I think it's ubiquitously <laughs> tolerated. I mean, I, yeah. don't know, I don't know anybody and I could be wrong and I could be overgeneralizing. I don't know anybody who's like, oh sweet, I'm going to throw this song on. Like if you have a Christmas playlist, like you go on Spotify and type in like Christmas playlist and you use one of theirs, it's on there and you don't skip it. But I know anyone who's like, my favorite song is this and I'm going to put it on all the time. Sure. Right? I yeah, mean, yeah. It just kind of have, it just finds its yeah. way into our life. But it's ubiquitously tolerated probably because the message is something we all are like, yeah, I relate with that. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never thought about that. How much money you guys think she makes a year from this song? Just this one Too alone? much. Enough that... <laughs> Nobody else in music drops any music when this is on the radio. So the the number is 2.5 million a year just on this song alone. 
That's crazy. So to put that in perspective, <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> I don't I don't know how the Spotify royalty <laughs> breakdown is, but I know that that is probably as high as it comes. Yeah. $2.5 million just from this song. A song that's lasted quite some time. And that's how much she's making. That's, and that must yeah, mean that her label is making mm-hmm. a crazy amount off of this song every yeah. year. And like, that's before like any of like that advertise. I don't, is anybody even brave enough to try to get the song for an advertisement? Like, oh, that's a great question. How much does this cost <laughs> yeah. to license this oh, song? I'm, I mean, it's gotta be, insane. Oh yeah. What can we think of any movies? I know it's in love actually. I know that you, you have, isn't the very end of love actually the, the little girl sings it and he plays like a drum solo. But I'm trying to think all I want for Christmas. There's I know there's like a movie or like a book that she it's like her proprietary thing that she's made for from this song. And she's definitely made money. But I wonder if you can get a list of ways or things that's been played in in culture. Can you guys think of any? No, I don't I I don't watch enough movies. I'm actually trying to watch more movies because I just don't watch enough TV or movies. So you would know. All right, here we go. Uh, It's so she's made. She made like an animation movie called All I Want for Christmas is You in 2017 and it does not look good. It does not look mm. good at all. So this is an article from December 5th, 2020 and this is all the times it's been used. Love Actually is one of them. It's in Glee, the old show mm-hmm. Glee, if you guys care about that. It's in a movie called Merry Nickmas, which is a Disney, cha- or a Nickelodeon original movie. Uh, a bunch of Disney Channel stars cover it and Mariah Carey puts it in her own special. So it's it's not used a ton in culture. Yeah. And she she I probably, mean Disney Channel Nickelodeon, they got yeah. deep pockets. Yeah, you know? and then her, you know, <laughs> yeah. so she she is banking on this song so much. She's she's capitalizing as we would say on relationships. Yeah. Musically, <laughs> JP, what I'll ask you the same question I asked with the last song. What is happening in this song that is remarkable? You said there's the the sixth chord which is pretty interesting. Is there anything else happening in this song where you're like, "Dang, that's crazy?" Uh I feel like it's been a while in, since in like pop music you heard just a straight up rubato piano sung intro. Yes. Right? Like I feel like that doesn't happen for too much f- anymore. For those who don't know what a rubato is, what is that? Oh, it's um like no no actual time. There's no metronome. It's not to a to like a beats per minute. It's it's free time. It's yeah. just kind of like you follow the singer and when they go to the they do a bunch of runs and when they go to the next chord you all play that chord and it's very free and flowing and it's uh it sets the tone for that kind of very i don't know what tone it is it's the, it's this it's the the start of the song it's, it's warm yeah i think there's there's something interesting about hearing that like it's there's no click she's just kind of singing and you're yeah. following her and and i think as a listener you want to go with her yeah you're like oh this does not feel produced this yeah. feels very intimate you and i are getting into this this song together and then it and then it ends goes, up being the most <laughs> produced <laughs> thing <laughs> of all time yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which i i don't know i'm a i'm, I'm a fan of this song oh just yeah be, just because it's like especially from a producing standpoint i read somewhere that they recorded drums to it and then the producer didn't like the drums so you just went back and used his own programmed drums oh my gosh which gives me validation because i'm scared to mic drum sets yeah so <laughs> so someone just like throws a throws like a track or something yeah like their own recorded drum yeah. that's so funny yeah. maybe they saw how valuable the song was going to be and it's yeah. like now i'm gonna use my own drum set yeah. on this i'm gonna get, get oh yeah he, back. He, the you know whoever producer trusted themselves and said yep that's that's what we're doing good for them yeah good for them so michael is this song gonna make it in the uh christmas eve i mean christmas eve's done already but you, you're gonna play this song christmas eve no (laughs) (laughs) this song according to michael has no place in the church even though it's about relationships probably not Hmm. probably not Hmm. um yeah i i mean i will say i do think this song is is remarkable 
Um, and the reason why it, well, two couple reasons. One, I think it gives, um, with how popular it, it is and with how, how well it's done, it gives like musicians a little bit of hope that like, there's a chance that I could write something that would just be awesome and would make me a lot of money and yeah. I could live off of it. Like it's cause I think musicians generally are thinking, man, what a crazy hard world I'm living in. Oh my gosh. And so <laughs> it, it, to a certain degree, I mean, it would be insane if any of us wrote anything like this, that, that did, did that well, but yeah. Um, it just kind of gives like all musicians everywhere, a little bit of Christmas cheer and hope that maybe, maybe somehow, some way I could write something that would be awesome. And then I think also, this is the other part that I think is remarkable is that, and I may get some hate for this. I, I just look at Mariah Carey as like, I loved Mariah Carey when I was a little, little kid, you know, like her hero song was just like my Mm -hmm. favorite song when I was young. And like, she's all of those old Mariah Carey songs were just awesome. Such good jams. I just loved them. Um, and and yet now she's kind of like, it's, it's, she's, she's, it's not like she's a nobody, but she's not like, you know, the newest hippest thing. Right. And yet somehow this song revives her every year. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like she has this evergreen status because of this song. It would just every, it keeps her in the cultural eye all the time for the rest of her forever because it's it's that much of a cultural thing so i just i think that that's what makes it so remarkable is you can take a a dying celebrity and make her you know it it put her back into the limelight again yeah it's really interesting that you say that michael because i'm looking at her tour dates like to just say like is that true so 2022 she played several shows december 9th december 11th december 13th december 16th 2023 she played one show in may one show in june and then one show in September, and then November, December. So she only tours this time of year because this song probably does not play in April. Yeah, you can't put this in a set in April. So she's only touring, and she's touring big rooms like Madison Square Garden, Hollywood Bowl, arenas, United Center in Chicago. And I think it's all because of this song because you can go hear this song live. That'd be that. I mean, that's a really interesting thought that you just nailed that. Like she's, she hibernates. Cause it's not, I think, I think that's the running joke. It's like time to, time to defrost. Yeah. <laughs> time to defrost the Mariah Carey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that she's a nobody at all. I mean, she's yeah. a somebody she's still, she's still definitely in, in pop culture, but like, I don't know. Like I, she had that Nick Cannon moment. Like it's just a little, oh my gosh. I don't know. It's a little bit like, like if if it wasn't for this song, I just don't know that she would be as as big as she is. I, just, I think you're right. I mean, just don't think that's. I don't think that would be the case. But she has this song. She so has she's it. As big as she's it got it. She's yeah. got it. Good for her. Well, thanks guys. Thanks for uh, jumping on for the bonus Christmas episode about what I can only describe as the Christmas song. Yeah. Like it's we could do hymns every year for the rest of our lives, but this is the Christmas song. I agree. Thank you. Michael guys. might not agree, but I agree. Michael, Michael agrees. Michael just doesn't want to agree. I don't, I don't like saying that. Okay. So then what is in your opinion, the Christmas song? Let's end oh, with this. What is geez. the Christmas song? I mean, I can tell you what my favorite Christmas song is. No, I said, what is the Christmas oh, song? It's this. I you can't deny that this is the Christmas. There song. isn't a, these, the Christmas song. It's yes, the conglomerate there is. of all Christmas songs this, that make the Christmas song. Okay. Well then let's go back to what we just said. This song 
aggregates. I keep dropping my phone because I'm so mad. This song <laughs> aggregates all of those old Christmas songs into something new. It doesn't into talk, something modern. It doesn't talk about Jesus. Okay. So. Well, it's the Christmas song. Okay. All right. Well, then you know what? Michael's got his, his own checklist. He just, well, he just, yeah. Satisfying. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Say yes or say no? Whatever. I, anyway. Jesus, I Jesus blocked you, bro. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Well, hey, Merry Christmas from everybody here at the Coastline Covenant Podcast. And we'll see you on Thursday for another episode. Peace.